Welcome back to the Hawks Report, everyone. We are officially in the final stretch of the regular season. There are 27 games left. And here at the Hawks Report, we're happy to continue going through that. I'm Lauren Williams, the Hawks reporter here at the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. And of course, we are always here to give you guys the stories behind the score. Daniel Salerson is back with us, our trusty handy-dandy producer, as always. Hi, Daniel. Hi, excited to be back on with you. The All-Star break has come and gone. What can we do? There's 27 games left. That's the million-dollar question, and that's something we'll get into throughout this entire show. Yeah, I think... You know, this is a good time for the Hawks to, you know, maybe get a good good run in. They're seven games behind 500. And, of course, we're going to talk about some things on how they maybe can get back there. Um, it's a long shot, but we'll see how they can do. If you're listening to us for the first time, please make sure to rate, like, subscribe, and continue listening to the show. I'm Lauren Williams. This is the Hawks Report from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right. Welcome back to the Hawks Report. Daniel, I don't think I've said this enough times, but there are 27 games left in the regular season. It's really hard to believe that this is the final stretch. In theory, there's a month and a half left, or or we can just say two months left of the season, I guess, when you or a month and two weeks. I don't know how you want to phrase it, but 27 games left. I know. it For me, it's a Things are going well for the team. You're not really counting down exactly how many games. You're like, oh, there's a couple of months left. But unfortunately, with the Hawks, it hasn't gone that great. So you are like, oh, 27 more games to go. Hopefully that changes. You get some momentum coming out of this all-star break. Everyone's refreshed, hopefully. I know we have some injuries to talk about. But the schedule does allow you to hopefully get off to a good start if you can take advantage of it. We'll get into that, too. But yeah, obviously good to be back, and it's fun. This is the the best part of the season because there are playoff chases, there are award chases, there are so many things to look out for, not only for the Hawks, but for the entire NBA. So uh, buckle up, and at game started last night. Uh, I'm excited to get back going. Yeah, and, and Thursday, the Hawks, um, just like a lot of teams, you know, that, who saw the floor, they were back on the court, you know, back at practice. They play today, Friday, face off against the Raptors and you know they already have two wins over the Raptors so a good a good way for them to continue you know stretching whatever leads um they might have over some of the teams that are behind them but I think the big thing is you know you mentioned 
guys coming back refreshed and at practice, that was kind of the running theme is that a lot of these players, they made sure to take some time away from basketball, made sure to spend time with their family, made sure to, you know, get some rest and and work on their bodies and everything like that. Unfortunately, for uh one of the key one of the key players in this Hawks rotation, um, Onyeka Kangu, he might have come back rested, but he's unfortunately not healed from his left big toe sprain that he sustained in the penultimate game of the first half, quote unquote, of the season or the penultimate game before the All-Star break. Um, you know, if you've missed that, the injury happened in the fourth quarter. There is just a little bit over four minutes left to play. And Okongu had to exit the game. Um, he missed the Hawks matchup against the Hornets um, right before the All-Star break. And, you know, fortunately for the Hawks, um, you know, they do get Clint Capella back. And so at least they won't be without two centers, um, you know, something that they've had to deal with in a couple of games this season, um, their matchup against the Houston Rockets. They didn't have Capella. They didn't have Fernando. So it was just Okongu who played. And then in Charlotte, they didn't have Capella. They didn't have Okongu. So it was just Bruno Fernando who played. But at least now they have their starting big back who has been quite a difference maker on the defensive end for them, even though, you know, people, fans may not necessarily be pleased with his offensive output. He has been huge for this team on the defensive end. And then they also have Bruno Fernando, who's a huge jolt of energy for them coming off the bench. Bruno is looking to prove a lot, um, especially now that he'll be getting some significant minutes. I think one of the big things, you know, we touched on it after the trade deadline and the fact that the Hawks didn't do anything, <laughs> um, you know, this would have been a good time to maybe make some moves and shuffle some things around to add some depth to the front court, which is something that has plagued this team this season. But we are where we are. The Hawks are where they are. They have the team that they do. And we're ready to see a lot of Bruno Fernando minutes. For those who don't know, Bruno Fernando has played in just... 18 games this season, he's averaging four points, 3.1 rebounds, 0.4 assists. He's shooting 52.9% overall. And yeah, it'll it'll be good to see what Bruno can do in this role, um, backing up Clint Capella. There was a game a couple weeks ago, for those who may not know, they, you know, in some of the in-game promo that they run throughout games on the Jumbotron at State Farm Arena. They sometimes ask players questions. And in this particular video, they were asking players who they've gotten mistaken for or who people say that they look like. And Bruno said that people sometimes mistake him for Clint. Um, so we'll get a chance to see Clint Capella and his twin Bruno Fernando in action on Friday when the Hawks get back in action. But I think one of the things that I think a lot of people want to see from this team is not being team snip snap. We want to see some consistency and, you know, the team knows that they want to play more consistently or they know that they need to play more consistently. They also point to defense and making sure they're getting stops when they need to. So it's just the things that they know that they need to do. They know they need to do it. <laughs> um, 
They know that they've been lacking in a lot of areas, but now it's just going from just hearing the words to seeing it all put in action. I think you hit it when you talked about Clint's defense and that coming back. You noticed how much you missed it. And Quinn Snyder has said so many times that defense has been their biggest issue. And you talk about consistency. They've lacked that. There are games where the effort is there, the execution is there. They play pretty good defense. They win the ballgame. Yeah. And there are games like before the half, before the first half of the season officially ended against Charlotte, against the Bulls. Defense wasn't that great. But when you do miss your two front court guys, that plays a key factor no matter what team it is, because you're missing your starting center. You're missing Onyeka Okongwu as well. I mean, that's a huge piece of your front court and nothing against Bruno, but like you're not having him play significant minutes. Your goal is to have him in a reserve role and there when you need him. And that's what he's going to do now with Okongwu still out. But I think the key is going to be the start the second half of the season is their defense and their willingness and their effort that plays a big role in it. And again, the consistency that Quinn Snyder is looking for. So getting Clint back will be bigger than maybe people realize because you mentioned, yeah, the offense might not be there and fans may not care for the offensive side, but the defense has been a far bigger issue than the offense, in my opinion. Not saying that the offense is perfect, but if we're going to talk about which is lacking more, it's definitely a defensive end. So getting Clint back is certainly going to be a huge factor for them. And I think what's also great is they're getting Clint back and then they also of course, have DeAndre Hunter back, who has been playing really well since he returned from injury. And then, of course, they have Jalen Johnson back, who continues to shine and do a great job for this team since he returned from injury. And and for those who, you know, want to hear about or, you know, want to listen to what it is, the impact is that Clint Capella has on this Hawks defense is You know, he ranks in the 97th percentile in block percentage, which is the amount of, or excuse me, 84%, 84th percentile in block percentage, which is, you know, the percentage of opposing shot attempts he's blocked. So, you know, he is a huge factor in this Hawks team protecting the rim. He's, in most cases, the last line of defense. And so usually when you're seeing these big moments where, you know, a guy gets to the basket or, you know, he might get dunked on or anything like that. Usually part of that issue is that they weren't able to contain the ball in the perimeter. So this is where the Hawks need some of their wing defenders to step up. And that's why it's a big deal that they have a guy like DeAndre Hunter back and they have Jalen Johnson there. And you can start to hopefully see those two guys work together and and that could be a very stout defensive unit for for this team you know they've had DeAndre Hunter coming off of the bench since he came back from his injury and it's more so because he's on a minutes restriction and and they want to be prudent with you know handling his knee inflammation so that's understandable but now with maybe some rest under his belt we might see him back in the starting lineup but I also think he's been able to produce really well for them off the bench. So again, that that brings up again, why didn't they do anything at the trade deadline to address some of this stuff? But again, we are where we are. <laughs> uh, no, no, pro- no point in lamenting what could have been. 
So, yeah, I, I think one of the big things is that they just have to really do a much better job of keeping the ball in front of them. And also point of attack defense, just making sure that they're meeting those uh, ball handlers or, you know, the, the opposing team at, at the point of attack, making sure that they're not letting guys blow by them, making sure that they're staying in front of those guys and not, you know, showing up late or trying to go for, you know, flashy deflections or or flashy steals. Obviously, you want to see this team compete and you want to see them hustle, but you also want to make sure that they're playing smart defense, they're communicating, and, you know, they're being where they need to be on that side of the ball. Exactly. Again, it's not necessarily you get to completely do a 180 as far as your defense. Like, you just need to make mm-hmm. gradual improvements. And I think even the, mi- the more minuscule things, like you mentioned, this attention to detail stuff defensively, mm-hmm. that can change the dynamic of any ball game. And you can start putting a streak together as far as some wins based on just the fact that your defense just shifts a little bit in the right direction. And Mm -hmm. I think that's really going to be the key. And I think you made a great point, too, with Jayla Johnson and Clint. And the fact that due to both of their injuries, I don't think that chemistry is where anyone wants it right now. But can Mm -hmm. you imagine when it does get there consistently? And again, consistent is the word of the day, word of the season. It was the word of last season, too, when we did this show. Yeah. You just got to string some positive games together whether they might be some losses in there but if you're seeing that gradual improvement on defense i will take that knowing that each game you're like all right i'm seeing it and the wins will eventually come with that and again not to keep harping on the schedule but your first two games out of the all-star break you have the rest advantage and i know everyone's fresh that's still a big thing with toronto coming in on the back-to-back orlando coming in on the back-to-back then it's utah home and then you're going on the road against the nets the nets are a team that just fired their head coach and Jacques Vaughn, a very winnable first four games. And I'm horrible when trying to predict, like, oh, the Hawks should go three and one. <laughs> I was gonna say what And is I your never record? learned my lesson. I'm just saying <laughs> I've, I've never learned my lesson. But if you if if we want to start here at these four mm-hmm. games, there's a chance. There's a chance that yeah. you just want to see them take advantage of these opportunities. Yeah, I was gonna say, I think I have gotten to the point now where I just don't even want to predict on paper what this team is supposed to be at this point. It's just let's evaluate what's in front of us. And remember, you're the logical one of the two. So we need, (laughs) we need that balance of your logical. I am not. And I still keep doing, going to these circumstances and you're like, all right, Daniel, let's calm down a little bit. So I'm glad you're keeping (laughs) me in check here. So I'm glad one of us is very logical in this situation because I'm clearly not. Yeah. I mean, I just, I think, if you listen to this team, they want to take everything one game at a time. And I, like you said, you want to, of course, see them string some wins together, but they also need to just continue to compete night in and night out. I think one of the big things that we touched on last week when we talked about this team after that Charlotte game, it was the lack of effort. And that was probably, I would say, maybe one of three times this season where you could just see them completely shut down. And that's, you know, three of the four or five blowouts that they've had, blowout losses that they've had this season. And so I would say that's a pretty decent batting percentage when you compare them to last season. And obviously this league is not meant for moral victories. It's about the win-loss column. But that goes to your point about the steady progression that you want to see from this team. You want to see them continue to get better. I mean, we go back to the beginning of the season when we talked to Coach Snyder about 
what he wanted to see from this team during training camp. And he talked about stacking days, stacking good days. And so now we want to see them again, continue to start, keep stacking, keep stacking as opposed to stack and then let the stack kind of fall apart. Um, and then they're back at square one. So we'll see what happens, of course, as this team takes on the next few games after coming back from the break. But we here at the Hawks Report are going to take a break. Stick with us. In Atlanta, one voice has stood out for over four decades. An AJC original, The Monica Pearson Show. Let's talk about how you got to ESPN. Revealing interviews. You are known as America's doctor, but I want to know who you were before that. When you have a different name, you have different color skin, it can be tough. With Atlanta's most famous faces as you've never seen them before. I'm telling my story. This is the American dream. The Monica Pearson Show, streaming now on AJC.com. Hip-hop is a product of black people. It's a product of black song and celebration. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution presents Hip-hop's most pulled elements are pulled from the South. A Southern hip-hop story. We always go back to that moment of the Source Awards. Everybody wants your rhythm, but they don't want your blues. The biggest names in hip-hop. Atlanta is still the mecca for hip-hop. 50 years. No one can deny. One film. The power of the South now. The South got something to say. Streaming now at AJC.com slash hip-hop. Hello, everyone. We're excited to announce a great deal for a greater Atlanta. For a limited time, subscribe and you'll get digital access to the AJC for just $1.99 per week for life. As long as you keep your subscription, you have access to the substance and soul of the South, including breaking news, an in-depth investigation, food, sports, business, and more from AJC.com. Every day for the rest of your life. Subscribe now by going to ajc.com slash start. That's ajc.com slash start to take advantage of the South's biggest deal. By the way, this is for new subscribers only. And welcome back to the Hawks Report. Yeah, it's been a whirlwind of a year. I think one of the big things that we would re- remiss not to touch on in this episode of the Hawks Report is the Trey rumors. And that's the Trey Young trade rumors. (laughs) See what I did there? I love it. (laughs) Yeah. So I think, you know, it would be naive of us to think that, you know, after the trade deadline and and him as in Trey Young, you know, giving his services to the Hawks for the last, what, six years, that he would not be, you know, gung-ho about the lack of movement at the trade deadline. But he also understands that, and, and based on, you know, some videos that were floating around on Twitter, X, social media, Shout out to Jamila Johnson, who asked Trey Young the question at All-Star Weekend about his name being in the trade rumors and everything. I was very, I was actually quite pleased by his answer, if my opinion on his answer really matters. Um, I think the biggest takeaway is that 
he wants to bring a championship to Atlanta, you know, but he's also, again, not naive about the situation. He knows that he has a few more years on his contract and free agency brings up a lot of different questions. So I think the big thing and and the fact that, you know, he wants to continue to try and make this work. We've heard him and, I hear, you know, he he's gushed about Quinn Snyder and he's bought into what Quinn Snyder is trying to do. You know, he likes really playing with Jalen Johnson and just the fact that, you know, he's been able to accomplish so much with the Atlanta Hawks. It, it you know, I'm sure he wouldn't be thrilled that he's in trade rumors, but he also understands that that it's the nature of the business. So I think my biggest takeaway is that, you know, he still wants to try and accomplish so much more with this team. I mean, Daniel, I don't know what you thought about when you saw that video. Yeah, I agree that I think Trey handled it very well. And again, props to Jamila for, you know, all of her coverage during All-Star Weekend and the fact that she was there to ask that question um, and get that answer. That was awesome uh, to see and hear. It's very interesting because when I heard the rumors about what potentially a trade could have been or what they were thinking, I thought, wow, you know, the whole time we're thinking it could be DeJounte being moved and then it could be Trey and it potentially could be the team that DeJounte came from. And I know the Spurs are going to start thinking about how we can build around Wemby and they need a point guard. And that combination would be pretty ridiculous with Trey and Wemby there. So that'd be scary. But this situation to me, and I'm not comparing it based on the end result because nothing's happened, but this is seems to be it's going to approach a Damian Lillard situation, in my opinion. Lillard gave Portland a lot of time to see what they can do to build a championship team. And the Trailblazers were pretty close to some points. They had some disappointing playoff appearances, but there are times where Portland was a legit contender in the West as far as at least making it pretty far in the playoffs. Atlanta's had their moments as well. Eastern Conference, you know, finals appearance a few years ago, but it just hasn't been there yet. And I don't think just like the Damian Lillard situation, it's not Trey to blame, in my opinion. Of course, there's blame to go around, but you have to build around your superstar player. And if that doesn't go well, nowadays, players will say, I'm just going to leave because I think it's also the nature of today's NBA. People are judged a lot more now on their winning than I think for me a, a while ago. I know a lot of people talk about how great players are and their stats, but a lot of it now is how do you measure up to the greats based on how many championships you've won? And just like any other NBA player, I don't think Trey wants to be known for someone that couldn't take his team to the next level. And it's not his fault. I'm saying that right now. I don't think it's his fault. You just haven't been able to get it. And they were close. Again, that team that went to the Eastern Conference Finals, they had a deep bench. They had the players. They had the vets. They had the great combination. You just weren't able to keep them. So it's going to be very important to figure out what direction the front office wants to go. If you're going to want to keep Trey happy and keep him here, and not that Trey has indicated that he wants to go anywhere, and right. he can decide that when he wants. Let's just be clear on that. He has not indicated that he wants to go anywhere. But there's going to be a time where he's like, look, are you all going to do something here, or is this situation run its course? And I think this offseason, the Hawks got to be really proactive to figure out what direction they want to go in, because I don't think it's going to be the patience that everyone wants. It's got to be, I need a clear-cut sign that we are heading in a direction that we can compete very, very soon. So 
I think it's just going to be waiting to see how this offseason goes as far as what they do with DeJounte and then what they do with Trey. And there could be very well a chance that they may say, I don't know what we're going to do. We're going to try to see what we can get for Trey and do a rebuild. But I feel like for this franchise, having a superstar like Trey is super important for the city, for this team. And I don't think the way to go about this is to go through a rebuilding process. I think you need to go in with the mindset of we want to put the right pieces around Trey and Jalen Johnson and Jante Murray to, to compete in the next couple of years. You got the coach in place now that everyone likes. Now you need the roster that fits the coach. So you want to see how the rest of these 27 games go. But I think this offseason is where it's going to be as far as the direction that Trey and his team go in. But I can understand if he eventually says, I want to go somewhere where I can compete now. Or I can also see him saying, I really want to do this here. Let's find a way to make this happen. And I hope for that for this team. Yeah, I I absolutely agree with you. I think this is a very, very... And I feel like there have been a lot of moments where this front office has had the opportunity to really make a, a big impact in a direction that will show fans what it is that they're trying to or what the plan is rather show the show the hawks fans what their plan is to get to a championship caliber team obviously they have a lot of talented players on this roster and i mean how many times have we said this is a big moment for the hawks front office to do x this is a big moment for the hawks front office to do y and it just seems that they keep I don't want to use the word whiffing on it, but it doesn't feel like there's a, the direct, the, the plan hasn't gotten clearer, right? Because I felt like last trade deadline, we said, this is a big moment for us to figure out what the Hawks were going to do. And, and this is absolutely no shade, um, you know, to Sadiq Bay and Bruno Fernando and Garrison Matthews, but that was, those were the deal. That was the deal that they made at that tra- trade deadline. Not exactly super move the needle deals. We said that this off season, last off season, this is a big off season for them to go out and accomplish X, Y, and Z. They did not use their mid-level exception in terms of signing a veteran player that could be a difference maker. They traded John Collins away for Rudy Gay, who is no longer in the league. And they did not use the trade exception within the you know, off-season there um, because they ended up trading away the two players that they brought in um, to move Rudy Gay, I believe. Or no. No, they didn't use that. But they did. They brought in two players. One of the trade exceptions that they used was from the Justin Holiday deal. The other was part of the John Collins deal. But then they ended up trading those two players as well as Rudy Gay to the Thunder and then they got Patty Mills. And now Patty Mills has been a great veteran voice, great locker room presence, but he hasn't, he's played well on the defensive end, in my opinion. Um, And you you love to still see when he can shoot the ball and he gets hot, but you want to see that more consistently from people who are taking up roster spots and the Hawks just need more depth. So it's just, Every every offseason that it feels like they're putting off what they need to do, the, the subsequent seasons just become even more 
what's the word I'm looking for, Daniel? Um, more important, more yeah. um, crucial, critical, crucial, critical. Exactly, all those words. So it just feels like they're delaying the inevitable, and it's gonna keep putting themselves in a bad spot. We've talked about them holding off on trading players until it's too late, and the value drops. And you know, in his post trade deadline press conference, Landry Fields said that you know he doesn't necessarily seem to value players maybe the same way that the league does and maybe that's part of the problem <laughs> you can't keep kicking the can down the road you're you no, that's the... that's kind of the phrase i was looking for yeah you you can't do that anymore like there needs yeah. to be a roster shakeup this off season because you yeah. can only without people thinking what are you doing you can't say this is the roster that's going to get you to the next level uh-huh. it's not because it didn't do it last year and it's not doing it this year so what makes you think it's going to be you have to build a complete team and you lack the yeah. depth. And mm-hmm. I will fully admit that I thought this team was going to be a little deeper when a we were looking of, at this. We all season. did. Yeah. We all did. But, it, but then injuries truly exposed just injuries exposed just how little depth that they had. And you have to plan around that too. So mm-hmm. yeah, I think again, we talk about how crucial this is and we will preach that until the off season when we start, asking these questions but for now it's all about what are we going to see from these team this team in the final 27 games and can we see a little bit of positivity heading into potentially a playoff push and any playoff push a play-in push for right now unless they somehow go on a magical run but even then i still stress it is important for this team even if it's a play-in to make the play-in and potentially make the playoffs because that experience is far more important than being a middle of the road lottery team where that pick is not going to be as, I don't think this is supposed to be a deep draft. It's really, you want to go and make the playoffs. I'm going to leave it at that. Well, one person that Hawks fans may not necessarily see a lot of in these last 27 games is AJ Griffin, who they finally <laughs> assigned to the college high, college park Skyhawks, their G league team. Um, because he wasn't, he frankly just wasn't getting enough playing time. Everybody was asking, where's AJ? Um, you know, he wasn't getting a lot of minutes and he played his first game in college park today. And unfortunately in the fourth quarter of their matchup against the mad ants, which are the G league team of the Pacers, Griffin rolled his ankle and has been diagnosed with a mild left ankle sprain. So, uh, the mild part, obviously, you never want to see a player get hurt, particularly a guy like AJ, who has been dealing with a lot this season. You remember he missed quite some time um, in the middle of the season with uh, due to personal reasons, excuse me. And then it's as if they were holding off on sending him down for whatever reason. And then when they finally do, uh, he's finally getting a good, solid run. He gets hurt. But the fact that it's a mild ankle sprain at least gives you a little bit hope that little bit of hope that he'll be back in action sooner rather than later. Yeah, I'm so. really hoping for that because I did want to I wanted to see him. I talked about it before the All Star break. That in the second half, I did want to you know if, if this team's going to be a mid team and might not make the plan. You want to see AJ Griffin. You just want to see what he can do. And I was like, sweet. Even if he goes to College Park. You just want to get him some minutes. And of course he goes down there and gets hurt. So hopefully, like you said, it's mild. 
it's not going to be too bad if we can see him out there soon. But I was really disappointed to hear that news on Thursday. Yeah, and and like I was saying, he he was playing well. He he looked like he was finding his shot. He looked confident. And, you know, before he exited the game, you know, he had 12 points on 5 of 12 shooting, 2 of 5 from 3, um, 4 rebounds. And so that's one steal. That's kind of the stuff that you want to see from AJ. One block shot. Like, that's, that's just, you know, that's it's like he, he found some, you know, when I spoke to him about his personal reasons and everything like that, he, he, it, he looked like he was finding his love for basketball again. So um, you just hope that he doesn't miss too much time and can get back in and continue um, playing and, and finding a groove again. That will do it for us here at the Hawks report. Daniel, as always, a pleasure talking Hawks basketball. And we will, of course, be back next week with more Hawks talk. I'm Lauren Williams, the beat reporter at the AJC. And this is the Hawks report. Until next time. The AJC's trusted veteran political voices, Greg Bluestein, Patricia Murphy, Tia Mitchell, and Bill Nygut are the essential source for Georgia politics. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution's Politically Georgia. Sign up for the newsletter, download the podcast, subscribe to the AJC. I'm Ernie Suggs, race and culture reporter for the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. And I'm Ned Ravone, lifestyle columnist. Atlanta has been known as the Black Mecca for so many years, but that means something different to everybody. It means everything to me. I've been living here for 24 years, and I am still amazed at how rich the city's Black culture continues to grow. Every day I wake up, I learn something new. Well, you all can learn something new by subscribing to the Atlanta Journal-Constitution's new newsletter called Unapologetically ATL. It's all about the people, the events, and the entertainment happening in Metro Atlanta that Black people might want to know about. Like historically Black colleges and universities. Atlanta's thriving art scene. And the city's growing neighborhoods. Wherever you live, we want to hear from you. We want to hear what issues are important to you. So subscribe today at www.ajc.com slash unapologetically ATL. Only from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution.